America, how are you? This is the Terry Wilkerson Show. I am Terry, and as always, I'd like to thank you for joining me, just an ordinary man, as I take a look at this extraordinary world. I come over here, I come up here every week, I guess you could say. In the last two weeks, I've come up with the Good Moment America, how are you, but I've known full well how you're doing, because I'm in this country too. Last week, I saw the same exact shit you did. This week I have seen stuff that just blew my mind beyond anything that um, that I thought possible. The President of the United States, the illegally elected, illegal occupant of the White House, the so-called President of the United States, Joseph Robinette Beijing Jr., whatever the fuck his name is supposed to be, stood on... In, in in Philadelphia, in the the very parcel of land where the United States Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were both drafted and declared half the country to be enemies, declared half the country as domestic terrorists, more than half the country. We keep hearing, well, he talked about half the country. No, he talked about far more than half the country because... You know as well as I do, the 2020 election was completely rigged. The 2020 election was stolen. Joe Biden did not receive 81 million votes. By any stretch of the imagination, did he receive 81 million votes? Donald Trump won the popular vote. So he's not only, Joe Biden is not only declaring war on the quote-unquote 50% of Americans that support Donald Trump, the MAGA Americans, but he declared war on the actual total number of people who voted for Donald Trump and who consider himself, consider Joe Biden to be a shit president. The, the, the sad fact is that we do have a mainstream media and we have far too many people who consider themselves right wing, who buy into this you know, Joe Biden won the election bullshit. And we have way too many people on both sides of the aisle who say, just let it go. You know, the will of the people. Well, the will of the people was not listened to in 2020. The will of the people was not listened to when a private citizen, the former president of the United States, had his private home raided illegally by the FBI on August 8th. The will of the people was not listened to when... Antifa, BLM, were funded by George Soros and the Democrat regime to tear down and burn down and destroy our cities. The will of the people hasn't been listened to in a very, very, very long time. And this speech that Joe Biden gave was not about the will of the people. This speech was about his will. This speech was about his agenda. This speech was about the ultra-left communist agenda. We cannot forget that. This has nothing to do with his political agenda. It has everything to do with the agenda 
that he is the mouthpiece for. If you're if you haven't seen the image yet, now if you're watching the video version of this show available exclusively on Odyssey and Rumble, then you'll be able to see, I just brought up the picture, you've seen this picture. For those of you who are listening to the audio version, this is the now infamous picture of Joe Biden with the blood red background at, at Independence Hall, standing there like he's Adolf Hitler, like he's Emperor Palpatine, like he's... Um, the Supreme Chancellor in uh, in V for Vendetta. I can't believe I actually forgot his name. But he's standing there like every other dictator in both actual history and in fiction. He's standing there looking like every single dictator in the history of the world. And this is the image. This is the image they want us to stop showing. They keep saying it's out of context. It's not out of fucking context. This is the image. If you know the image, if you don't have that image in front of you, if you're not watching the video version, you're listening to the podcast version, just look it up. Joe Biden, dictator background, or Joe Biden, Hitler. Look it up. If you haven't seen the image, number one, you might not be alive. You might want to check your pulse. But number two, you got to check out this image, and you have to keep a copy of it on everything. Don't ever let this image disappear, because the media... The, the big tech companies are going to go out of their way to make sure that this image is scrubbed from the internet. They're already working on that. They're already trying to get you to believe that this didn't happen. This was just, you know, happy little Grandpa Joe giving everybody his feelings on, on, on the threat to democracy that MAGA is. Stop with the bullshit, Biden. You're not going after MAGA people. You're not going after ultra right wing you're not going after conservatives even you're using it as a straw man argument to go after anybody who doesn't agree with your political beliefs that's the way people like joe biden that's the way that commie leftists operate you know i have tried and tried and tried and tried to not focus so much on on the political bullshit because I want it. I want to focus. I want to highlight what's great about America. But how in the hell am I supposed to highlight what's great about America when the person who is illegally occupying the White House openly declares war on 51 plus percent of the population of the United States? This is where we're at. This is the man who's supposed to represent us. This is why we are now the laughing stock of the world. And you may, well, I thought you didn't care what the rest of the world thinks. I fucking don't. I don't give a shit what Russia, Germany, Romania, China, Istanbul, Constantinople. I don't care what anybody in the rest of the world thinks about this country. What pisses me off is that with this scumbag, just crash test dummy of a fucking White House plant goes out on national television, worldwide television for that matter, declares that half the population of the country is the enemy, that half the population of the country is a terrorist. You're making this country look soft to the rest of the world. So when North Korea, when, when Kim Jong-un decides that, or Kim Jong, yeah, Kim Jong-un, sorry. When Kim Jong-un decides that, oh, now's the time to go ahead and attack the United States, now they're soft. When Xi Jinping decides to do the same thing, now they're soft. When Vladimir Putin decides to do the same thing, they look at this country and they go, now they're soft. We know they're divided, we know they're split, we know there's an internal war, and we, the President of the United States has declared war on the extremists. We know this country is soft. Joe Biden 
is a criminal. Just like Bill Clinton was before him. Just like his buddy, hero, Barack Obama, whatever the fuck. Probably the worst political criminal in the history of the United States. He's a criminal. He has committed treason against the United States by harboring uh, by harboring the enemy, for one thing. For one, Joe Biden is intent on filling the country with as many illegal aliens as he can so he can inflate his party's numbers. And in doing so, he is allowing members of drug cartels, he is allowing members of uh, foreign interests, we'll call it, to enter the country and to assimil- assimilate with the population. This is what Joe Biden does. Joe Biden has given comfort to the enemy by letting the world know that we are a divided nation. So he's given aid and he's given comfort to our enemies. That's called treason. Having fucking documents that were declassified sitting around in your private home, that's not treason. Treason is giving aid or comfort to the enemy, and Joe Biden has done both in one speech. And there's not a single person that I've seen in the mainstream media that wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to just push. You know, oh, well, he's, you know, good old Uncle Joe, good old Grandpa Joe. <laughs> no. No, the man is dangerous. The man is definitely not with us. I mean, he's a walking eggplant. But he's dangerous because he's the mouthpiece for the ultra-left socialists who have been taking over our government piece by piece. Joe Biden's speech, and I've left this picture up. If you've seen the, uh, if you're watching again the video version, you've seen the picture sitting on the screen. I'm not taking it down because this is the image we need to burn in our heads of Joe Biden. This is the image that forever needs to follow his presidency. And to think that this particular image, that this moment was taken in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the the cradle of liberty. The city of brotherly love. The place where the Declaration of Independence was signed. The place where the Constitution was written. Same plot of land. Same city. Doesn't doesn't make you want to throw up. Doesn't make you sick to your stomach to know that this, in this city, just blocks away from where I work hosted this speech why this son of a bitch was not hauled away in handcuffs by the Department of Homeland Security for being a traitor immediately following that speech I will never understand but that's the, that's where we are so when I ask you hey good moment America how are you I know how you're doing because I saw that speech and while I am not as you're aware I am not a MAGA radical I I think President Trump's um, efficacy rate was probably a little less than half. I'm not his biggest fan on a personal level or on a political level. He did a lot of great things. He did a lot of dumb shit that I will never forgive. Do I think he won the 2020 election? Absolutely. I'll say that to the day I die. But he was not perfect by any stretch. But you know what? Donald Trump on his worst day, Donald Trump taking a shit is a better president than Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush could ever dream of being. And that is a sad, sad state of affairs.
when you have to say that anybody, you know, taking a shit is better than those presidents combined. Because I actually voted for one, one of those. I won't say which one because that gives away my age and my age is already too much of an issue with me. So keep that image in your mind, folks. Don't let the media, don't let the mainstream media, don't let big tech, and don't let the social media platforms tear that image down. Don't let them get rid of it. Don't let them scrub it. Keep that image forever. And just remember that if you don't agree with everything Joe Biden says, if you don't agree with everything AOC says, if you don't agree with everything that John Fetterman says, you're an enemy. You're an extremist by default. It has nothing to do with being MAGA or not. You're an extremist just because you don't believe in them. And that's when things get hairy. There was a tweet by, I don't even remember the person's name. That's how completely irrelevant they are. But this person, an avowed leftist, said in the tweet that Joe Biden declared half the country the enemy. Now the arrests can begin. That's exactly what they wanted. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about this week in American history. Again, we stress American history because this show is an American show. I'm an American host and I'm goddamn proud of being an American. We don't have the entire week in history because I've talked about in the past how we're going to run out of American history items if we do this happened on this day, this day, this day, this day. Nope, we're just going to basically do one from now on. And what we're talking about this particular week is August 31st, 1786, the Shays' Rebellion. I remember hearing about this in school. I remember reading a few American history novel novels, books over the years that touched on Shays' Rebellion. The essence is Shays' Rebellion began in Massachusetts as an ex-revolutionary war captain by the name of Daniel Shay ended up leading an armed mob. Uh, the, the rebellion prevented, I'm reading directly here from some notes I took, so bear with me. The rebellion prevented the Northampton court from holding a session in which debtors, mostly poor ex-soldier farmers, were to be tried and likely put in prison. Following this, in September, Shay's troops prevented Supreme Court sessions at Springfield, Massachusetts. Early in 1787, they attacked the federal arsenal at Springfield, but were soon routed and fled. Shays was sentenced to death, but pardoned in 1788. Does any of this kind of sound relevant to what's been going on in the world today, to what's going on in our country? A man tried to stand up for the rights of other citizens. You know, debtors' prisons were a very real thing especially in medieval times and even in the early colonial times in this country. Daniel Shea tried to stand up against the modern-day concept of the debtor's prison. And instead, he was vilified, he was hated, he was considered a traitor. He stood up for people's rights. And all of a sudden, eh, you're a bad guy. Does this sound familiar? It's, it's just a, a mirror image of where we're at. Things don't change. Nothing changes but the clothes. Shay's Rebellion was was shut down. Obviously, he was overwhelmed. He was overpowered. It sounded a little bit like the January 6th so-called insurrection. It sounds a lot like it to me. It's another great example in American history of, as I said, an American citizen standing up for the rights of others. 
fighting against a corrupt government. Putting somebody in jail because they're poor. Putting somebody in jail because they're in debt. If you translate that to this modern era, what, 25, 30, maybe even 40% of Americans would be in debtor's prison for that exact same thing? Shay's Rebellion is one of those American moments that should be held on a pedestal. Daniel Shea should be considered a true American hero. But he's not. Historically, he's considered a traitor. Like I said, sentenced to death. Sentenced to death for the crime of preventing a corrupt court and a corrupt government from putting innocent people in jail simply because they didn't have any money. This should make every American's blood boil. If you remember this from history class, I don't know what you thought of then. I know what I thought back then was that's a little fishy. And as I got older, I started to think that's just flat out bullshit. To imprison Americans because they owe money? And we have a modern day version of that, my friends. It's called the family court system. It's called child support. If you can't afford to pay child support in this country, if you're a man, let me rephrase that. If you're a woman, they'll work with you. But if you're a man in this country and you can't afford child support, you're eventually going to jail. Why? Well, you could argue any of a number of factors. The bottom line is we live in an absolutely upside-down matriarchal society. The Shays' Rebellion was the very first American rebellion where a private citizen, and yes, he, he fought in the Revolutionary War, he was a captain, for our side, for the good guys, for the, for the colonies. He was a good guy. He fought for us. But he was a private citizen again when this all took place. So where does, where does this fit in? Historically, well, like I said, it's a pretty good mirror for what we're going through right now. And it's just another example. Very, very early on, even in 1786, just 10 years after the revolution that created this, the greatest country in the history of the world. Just 10 years. Our government had already become so corrupt. It had already become so mired in its own self-survival that it was going to imprison people, ex-soldiers. So you see, treating our, our ex-military like shit is nothing new. It's been done since the dawn of, not only the, the dawn of the country, but the dawn of fucking time. Treating our ex-soldiers like criminals because they were unable to pay certain debts. I've said this before, a soldier should not have debts because our debt is to that soldier things don't change folks things stay the same it's the same in 1786 as it is today <sighs> by the way um, I was watching the WWE Clash at the Castle premium live event a little bit earlier today. I hate the premium live event. I hate that. That's just so fucking stupid. Just call it a pay-per-view. That's what we've called it since 1985. But there was a commercial on, and I cannot not 
talk about this. There was a commercial on for a product called Lumi. What does this product do? I'm not kidding. It's designed to make your ass crack smell better. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Look, this product, L-U-M-E, Lumi. And I'm not doing this as an advertisement, quite the opposite. I think this is the most ridiculous thing I've seen today, and that's saying a lot. This product is designed, and even in the commercial, they talk about the fact that if you don't have an opportunity to take a shower, just rub this product up your ass crack, and it'll stop it from smelling. But if you take a shower, and you use Lumi, then your ass crack won't smell for up to a week. This is where we're at. This is this is how far we've fallen as a society. We have ass crack. Uh, we have ass crack deodorant now. We have ass crack lotion. Are you hearing this, America? This is where we're. We have gone from a society in this country that we, we we've gone from. Searching for a cure for cancer, searching for a cure for AIDS, to mandatory vaccines for a non-existent disease and ass-crack deodorant. I'd like to be able to blame this one on Joe Biden, but I'm pretty sure this one is Big Pharma just going, oh, well, let's come up with something else to distract the people. Oh, your ass smells. That's kind of what asses do. They smell. This stuff just... This is the type of petty bullshit that drives me up the fucking wall. And there's no place for it in this country. I guarantee you this product probably sold 100,000 units just based on this commercial during Clash at the Castle. Should it have? Nope. Nope. I, I think everybody who buys that product should go on a list. Hmm, that sounds a little bit dystopian. <laughs> really? Wait till you hear what we're going to talk about in just a little bit. So if you do have an ass crack smell problem, probably means you're alive. But if you want to check this product out, go right ahead. But do me a favor. If you're going to check this product out, please don't come back to this show. Please. Time for our Q&A. We're moving right along this week. Probably going to be a little bit shorter than we normally do. But, hey, I know a lot of people who say, you know show tends to run a little bit long. Yeah, it tends to run a little bit long because I can fucking talk. Moving on to the Q&A. We've got three questions this week. As always, they stay anonymous because I don't know the legality behind any of this. Our first question comes, you always talk about the Constitution. Don't you understand that it's a living document and can be readily interpreted by SCOTUS? I don't think you understand how the government is supposed to work. I don't think you understand how the Constitution has laid out the three branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. I always fuck that word up. The judicial branch, specifically the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is there to determine whether or not a law or a ruling made in a lower court violates the Constitution itself. The Constitution is a living document, yes, but the definition of a living document in this scenario is that it can be modified by the people that it serves through the process of constitutional amendment. SCOTUS has absolutely no right in the Constitution or by legislature to legislate from the bench, which is why the whole Roe versus Wade decision, which is why every stupid-ass decision like that eventually needs to be overturned because it's a violation of their constitutional authority. 
The Constitution delegates specific powers like that to the several states. It's up to the states to determine whether or not things not enumerated in the Constitution will be legal within their boundaries. Not SCOTUS. The Supreme Court doesn't get that right. So no, the Constitution is not there to be interpreted by the Supreme Court. The Constitution is there as the adherent document with which the Supreme Court has to judge all lower court decisions and all legislation passed through our government. SCOTUS doesn't write the fucking Constitution. It doesn't rewrite the fucking Constitution. It simply is supposed to use the Constitution as the checklist. Okay, does this fit? No. No, it doesn't. That's what the Constitution is supposed to be all about. Our second question, I'm pretty sure I know what he's talking about here. How about those stankies? I assume he's talking about the Yankees collapse. Yeah, they suck. This team absolutely blows. I, at the beginning of the year, I had them picked to go, I believe it was um, uh, 79 and 83. I had them fourth in the AL East. And I'm still not totally convinced that they're not going to finish fourth in the AL East, that they're not going to lose pretty much every game the rest of the way. Everybody was so hyped up on, oh, this team is like the 98 team. No, it's more like the 89 team. It's more like fucking having Mel Hall in the outfield again. This is not a good team. And, of course, they traded away the only really solid starting pitcher they had, Jordan Montgomery. And why? Because they couldn't score runs for the guy. And why can't they score runs? Because we're back to launch angle, exit velo. We're back to all that bullshit. Rather than, you know, oh, let's get guys on base. Let's try to draw walks. Let's move people over. Aaron Judge can run. Hey, the man can steal a base. Let's stop him from stealing bases because his job is to hit home runs. That's why the Yankees suck right now. The analytics are just fucking absurd. Our final question. Should prostitution be legal? I don't even know why this is a conversation. The answer, the clear answer, is yes. Prostitution should absolutely be legal. And I keep looking back because, hang on one second. I want you guys to all see this. You see that? Before I get into anything else, I want everybody to see that. That is a flyer that I received in the mail today. Yeah, I received a Josh Shapiro, Shapiro for Governor of Pennsylvania flyer. They sent me this. This, this is really what people think. I wanted to be... Uh, I'm not sure if the the Postal Service just has their head up their ass or what's going on, but the fact that I would receive that, yeah, I'm receiving Josh Shapiro for... Whatever. Anyway, uh, the final question we had this week was, should prostitution be legal? I don't know why this is a question or a debate. Yes. The answer is yes. Anything that you want to do with your body... Anything you want to put into, take out of, or do with your body, you should have the right to do. According, constitutionally, according to state guidelines. There should not be a national law that says prostitution is illegal. It should be up to the states, which is why, for example, in Las Vegas, prostitution is perfectly legal. It's legal in Nevada. That is the way it should be. It should be state by state. Do I think in general prostitution should be legal in all 50 states? Yeah. It's a job. It's the way that some women make money. It, 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 
a woman should not be prosecuted and put in jail simply because the only way she could put food on the table is by selling her body. That's just fucking stupid. It's the same as the guy who makes his money to put food on the table by selling weed. Why is he going to jail? Why is the guy who was selling fucking weed going to jail, but the guy who, who we just had a situation a little while ago here um, in, in Pennsylvania, a guy was released from prison for attempted murder, attempted murder by an absolutely ultra-lefty George Soros-funded DA. They refused to prosecute it, or they refused to hold him and incarcerate him until his trial. And they went and he killed somebody else. That guy's allowed to walk. But a woman who sells her body for money or a guy who sells weed or, or, you know, not that I advocate the use of crack or anything like that, but the guy who sells you the drug that you personally want, he can go to jail for the rest of his life, but the motherfucker who shot somebody and then turns around and kills somebody else while he's out waiting for trial? Does that make any sense to you? Because it doesn't make a shit bit of sense to me. So yes, prostitution in my mind should absolutely be legal. Uh, oh, so so you like prostitutes? I couldn't care less. I've talked on on this show many times about my thoughts on prostitution, my thoughts on porn. None of it appeals to me. None of it has anything to do with me. But that's the thing about rights. It doesn't have anything to do with you. So you really don't get a say. Should prostitution be legal? Absolutely, one hundred percent. We're going to finish off this week with something a little bit more dystopian than possibly you could even imagine. And you can look this up if you think I'm just running my fucking mouth. Look it up. There is now a practice by the credit bureaus where everything about you, we already know that, you know, the neighborhood you live in, your your income, and let's be honest, there are scenarios where, yes, your race, skin color, whatever have you, all can affect your credit score. You know what can affect your credit score now? The type of phone you use. The browser that you use. Not only are they using your browser and your phone, not only are they collecting data from big tech and from social media and all these other industries to see what you're buying, to see what you view online for shopping, but no, they're taking it a step further. Because there are credit card companies now and credit bureaus that will look at it and go, well, this person uses an Android. Not only do they use an Android, but they use a private browser. They use Firefox or, or Brave or, or Opera. Well, they're clearly hiding something. That's the type of person who hides something, so that's going to affect their credit score. It's not enough that they just put these trackers on our phones and in our computers and in every other possible method that they can think of to track what we do. Now they're using it for our credit score. Now they're using it to track our credit history. Now they're saying if you buy an iPhone, then you're more along the lines of who we want as a consumer. Folks, this is the type of dystopian 1984 shit that we should be terrified of. This is the type of shit that that picture that we still have up on the screen of Joe Biden with his fists up in the air, that, that blood-red background, this is the America Joe Biden wants. This is the America the communists want. Our credit scores are being determined 
by what browser we use, by what websites we go to. Jesus Christ, I, I, I don't think I've ever been on Pornhub. So what does that say about me? What does that say about my credit score? But I'm on Baseball Reference a lot. I'm on uh, TobyChristie.com, great website for NASCAR and Roots Racing. I'm on that website a lot. What does that say about me and my credit score? I have uh, copies of the Constitution and the U.S. Code on my phone, which is being tracked. So how is that going to affect my credit score? Ask yourself that same question. The apps that you have on your phone, the browser that you use, the websites you visit on a daily basis, how is that going to affect your credit score? And more importantly, how the fuck does that affect your credit score? It's a tracking tool. Another one that they've come up with. And it's another one of those instances where your privacy is being invaded and you're supposed to just go, oh, thank you for invading my privacy. Thank you for using the fact that I use a Tor browser to determine my credit score. Folks, it's frightening. It's terrifying. And too many people don't care. Too many people accept it as writ, as just part of life. Look it up. We're actually putting together an article for the website for TerryWilkerson.com, kind of a, um, a, a guide to how they're using your electronic devices to determine your credit score. We're going to have that up on the website pretty soon, kind of like a uh, investigative report type thing. Ooh, look at that. I'm doing investigative reporting now. Frightening. Dystopian. But that's the world we live in. We live in a dystopian world right now. And we have, for a number of years, let's be honest, we have pretty much since... Uh, I could actually trace it back to Bill Clinton, but I'll say it really got bad around the time of George W. Bush. This is our country now. I am sad and sorry to say. Well, we're cutting it a little bit short this week because it's pretty much all we have. So that is all for this week, folks. Thank you for joining me as always. And until next time... Please remember this. Your rights are not a gift from the government. The moment you allow the government to abridge your rights, even just a little, those rights become privileges, and a privilege can be taken away. A right is absolute and eternal. And until we see you guys next time, have a great... Podcast Productions, a division of 1028 Media. Go to www.terrywilkerson.com for more information. The Terry Wilkerson Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, and wherever you download your fine podcast content. Please like, share, subscribe, and if you're on a platform where you can do so, give us a five-star rating. That's all for this time, and until next time, have a great day.